0: Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod here again from Tokyo, Japan, bringing you blessings wherever you are in the world and especially all our life house campuses. God is good. We're doing a series on filled. I am filled with God. Blaise Pascal said, every one of us has a hole or a void inside of us that is a a God-shaped hole. And when I was 19, I, I found that God, the Creator Jesus came into my life And filled the void and the depression I had went left forever and now I'm an older Christian I still love the concept that I'm filled with God's love but there is one more thing that God filled on the earth and it's his his word we call it the Bible the word of God and and as a young uh, seeker after Jesus I, I I would read The Bible, and and uh, as a non-Christian, nineteen-year-old fireman, I would read and and I would say, "Is this real? Is this trustworthy? Is this true? Is this something? Can Jesus help me?" And I was filled with lots of questions, but they were good questions, which I want to talk about today. Now I have another Bible here, and it's it's a Japanese Bible. It's uh uh it's a small. This is a whole Bible here from 1914. That's right, over a hundred years old. And as I as I looked at this Bible, I can't read it. It's really, really small Japanese writing. I'm I'm sure some of you could read it, but it's uh it's very hard. But but as I looked at it, I, I saw that some of the pages were marked with a red pen. In other words, the 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 reader of this a hundred years ago in Japan, when there wasn't many believers in Japan, the reader of this word also sought and found the Lord Whatever that means, this is an old Bible. But the Bibles go back for for two thousand years, but they didn't look like that. They looked like scrolls. They looked like scrolls. This is just a paper scroll. They were they were on papyrus or or paper or uh, leather or, or or something. And 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 the and the the books of the Bible were written on scrolls. Now the Old Testament has thirty nine books. In other words, it had. Thirty-nine scrolls. It had. This is the way it was presented. The word "Bible" actually in the original language is "books." It's 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 a collection of books from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus onwards to Psalms onwards to now we have the New Testament Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it was it was it was book after book. But they were written on scrolls. It was only in the in the 14th century in Germany. Yes, one of our great camera people here is is from Germany. The Gutenberg printing press in 1450 created the first printed Bible, not the Japanese one or the English one. It was in German, old German. But from that time, we had the paper Bible until just recently, we have the digital Bible. Why am I telling you this? Because as we seek God on the earth, we say, is there something supernatural? The answer is yes, God has watched over his word and God has given us his word. And as a young believer or as a young seeker, I would seek and read and ask, is there a God? Can he help me? Is he powerful? Does he love me? Is he for me? What, what about my sin? What about my mistakes? What a, and, and as I read about Jesus, the, the supernatural power of God's word, came into my life and i received jesus when i was uh, 19 years old and 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 that word has has stayed with me to this day i love to read it and say god what would you say to me now we're going to read about jesus when he read from the bible it's a great story here in luke chapter 4 and um we're going to read this 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 scripture together jesus was was baptized in the jordan jordan by john the baptist went back to his home area we're going to read here from luke chapter 4 verse 14 Are you ready jesus returned to galilee in the power of the spirit the the holy spirit was on him was in him and news about him spread through the whole countryside through through galilee and his hometown of nazareth and and other places and he was teaching in their synagogues the word synagogue means meeting place it's like we would call a a church or a house church today a, uh, an area of people would get together every Saturday because they were Jewish, and 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 Jesus would teach in the synagogues. He went round, and he he and everyone praised him. And he went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. So every Saturday, Jesus was in. a a synagogue or a different synagogue and he's either sitting there or he's doing something, but but he is like a a traveling speaker and and everyone's amazed. Now listen to this. It says, um, he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, remember it was in in scroll forms. The Old Testament had um, uh, 39 scrolls, New Testament now we have 27 scrolls. The whole Bible, the whole Bible is 66 scrolls. 66 of these, well, they're they're probably bigger than this, but you get the picture that we're trying to say. And it says the attendant picked out one of the scrolls, one of the Old Testament books. Now he looked here and he said this one, or this one's Exodus and this one's Nehemiah. And he he found the one that was Isaiah. And uh, he found not just Isaiah, but Isaiah number six. In other words, the Isaiah scroll was so long that you couldn't put it in a little... Uh, it would have. It would have been. It would have been. You know, hundred meters long. It's actually um, one of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Is the entire book of of Isaiah on 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 scroll, and you can see it in the museum in Jerusalem. It is amazing. And so this is not. Would not be the size of the whole Isaiah. But I've called it Isaiah number six. In other words, the the attendant went through, and he looked at Jesus, and Jesus looked at him, and he looked at Jesus, and. And he supernaturally or led by the Spirit, picked out Isaiah number six. Or oh, It doesn't say number six, but but not the whole of Isaiah, but part of Isaiah and and handed it to Jesus. And it was supernatural. It was the will of God. And it says here that uh, unrolling it, Jesus uh, found the place where this is written. Now, this is from Isaiah 61. All right. And Jesus read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the the captives and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour or grace. This is the scroll was handed to Jesus. He found this, and uh, and, and he rolled up the scroll. He put gave, he got it, they all took very good care of it. It was uh, very delicate. They, you know, the scrolls could be torn, could be become wet, and so he he carefully rolled it back, not with a rubber, rubber band, obviously, but um, you know, gave it back to the attendant who put it back in the pack, into the pack of books that made up the reading of the Old Testament. And, and he gave it back, and, and it says the eyes of everybody in the synagogue were fastened on Jesus, like, what just happened? We, 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 we knew that scripture, but as he read it, this Jesus, who it says was in the power of the Spirit, read it with incredible anointing or power. And I believe the Word of God is so empowered that it's ready to be unpacked and that's exactly what Jesus did, because the, the last part he says, and uh, verse 21, he began by saying to them, today, this scripture from this scroll is fulfilled in your hearing. And everyone went, whoa, I can imagine the, 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 the impact in the whole synagogue. Everyone just went, whoa, this is, this is, this is the teacher, Jesus the miracle worker Jesus, reading Old Testament scriptures about the power of the Holy Spirit, freeing people, setting people free from blindness and and mind problems and heart problems, and 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 and, and setting and speaking grace, grace to Israel, grace to the hearers, grace, and all the people went whoa, and then Jesus said, "This is fulfilled in your presence." Come on, give God a big praise, and even though that Isaiah sc- that Isaiah scroll was on. Paper back. Then we have it in in the middle of our Bible in Isaiah chapter sixty one and Luke chapter four. We've we've got it printed. We've got it here. The the Japanese had it hundreds of years ago. Uh, in your language, probably hundreds of years ago. The the concept that we have those words, the original words, today. And and just by the way, when when the Bible first came to Japan, it was in. 1549 in, in the city of Kagoshima, south of south of, of Japan. And, and a man, a, a Jesuit priest called Francis Xavier came from Europe and he was brought to Japan by a young Japanese new Christian called uh, Anjiro. Now Anjiro said to Francis Xavier, Come to Japan, the Japanese hearts are open. The Japanese want to hear this. So when they came to Japan, Anjiro wrote the first translation into Japanese, which was in... Um, it was in a, a, what they call Romaji, a, um, a form of English put into Japanese. And it was given to one of the great ladies, one of the great lords and ladies. And she loved that Bible so much that she became a believer. Her whole family, the whole area became believers. The south of, of Japan became alive in the 1500s in Japan. Faith went through Japan. And they say that possibly one-fifth of Japan became believers in Jesus. One-fifth back then was three million out of... 15 million because the 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 Bible came to Japan. Isn't that amazing? Come on, give God a praise. And although there was great persecution, I tell you from that day to this, there have been believers in Japan. Many times it was secret, it was underground, but when when it was able to come above, it was it was faith. There was faith. There was there was there was the, the word of God in people's heart. And here we have right now, I believe, another move of the Holy Spirit in Japan and in the Philippines and in Hong Kong and in India and Sri Lanka and Indonesia and and, and America and Australia. Come on, God is moving, but we need his word. We need to know his word. So let me tell you two things about God's word today. All right. These are both very important. And the first one is I want to tell you that the word of God is totally trustworthy. You can trust it. You can you can you can can know it's real. And it says in Jeremiah 1:12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly for I am watching to see my word is fulfilled. This is a trustworthy book because God has been watching over first in the form of scrolls and then in the form of books and now in the form of digital, which can go to anywhere in the world. And God is watching. And you know what? All around the world, there have been people trying to burn these and, and, and curse these and, uh, and, and rip them up. But they, somehow they've always survived. Through every age, there's been surviving copies of the Bible. And, and uh, not just surviving, but, but people writing them handwritten um, in, in some countries of the world where they, they took almost every Bible, people at home at night would, would have one Bible left. They would copy it and hand on one page to this person and one page to that person. And, and and when the when the persecution left, everybody had a little piece of the Word of God. God is watching His Word. God is watching over His Word in your nation and in my nation. And I want to tell you that um, there's a few things that are really important about this Word. It's trustworthy. One is because Jesus quoted it and we've got his words today the second thing i want to say about this is that as scholars look at the word of god in the original greek and hebrew which is the original languages this is a translation into english in the original the the scholars around the world have looked at at so many copies and and people have said things like this that the bible is the same as the original Bible to the degree of 99.5%. In other words, 99.5% of what we have today is the same as when it was written. That is amazing. Now you might be immediately saying, well, "What about the 0.5%?" Good question. I'm glad you asked that. Now there is a an agnostic in the world who is against the Bible. He is the most famous man in America who is trying to destroy the Bible. And he says he says actually it's 99% accurate. So if the greatest critic, the greatest person against the Word of God is saying, it's actually 99% the same. And what he says the 1% is, is let me let me quote from him. He says it's simple slips of the pen someone was copying, accidental omission, so maybe missed a word, inadvertent additions, they might have added an extra word, or spelling mistakes. In other words, If way back then they had what we have today, the spell check on our computer and the grammar check, we would probably have 100% accuracy. And so that means the 0.5% that is different doesn't affect the theology, the thought, the intent of God as he watched over his word. Come on, give God a big praise. Why am I saying this? Because it's trustworthy, friends. Don't let people say, oh, it's been changed or or someone changed it. No, this is like the original. Just translate it into English. Now, the third thing I want to say quickly. Number three, let me tell you that there are 5,000 Greek manuscripts. New Testament was written in Greek, Old Testament in Hebrew and then translated to Greek. There are 5,000 Greek manuscripts. Manuscripts, not from the time of Jesus, but in 40 years after they started to appear, and we've got so many of these thousands of manuscripts. And the thing is that they're from different parts of the world, unearthed in in Egypt and in, in Israel, in what we call Turkey today, and in and Greece, and, and unearthed in and parts. And and as they put them all together, these Greek manuscripts, it's it's almost exactly the same, 99.5 percent the same. And now now in ancient languages or ancient books, there's not many. There's not many at all. In fact, I love the Alpha course number six. Now I'm going to give a plug for Alpha. Alpha is a great course on who is Jesus? What is the Bible? And if you would like to, to look at that, why don't you look below at the, the connection here at Lifehouse? We love to do it in in, in English and Japanese and Tagalog and many languages. And in that, it brings up this whole concept that the ancient people such as uh, Julius Caesar and people like Aristotle, names that we've heard about, we've only got one of their copies, uh, up to 20 of their copies. How many in the Bible do we have? We have 5,000 Greek copies as well as 8,000 Latin copies and a thousand other. We've got thousands and thousands of copies. We've got the Dead Sea Scrolls in, in Israel, which is the Old Testament, looking at how it's the same. This is trustworthy. It's real. Young people, millennials, Gen Z, people that are wondering, can I put my life on it? The answer is yes. God has watched over his word now my second and last point is not only is it trustworthy but it is absolutely supernatural as a young young seeker and then a young believer i would open the bible and say god what would you say to me today and i would learn that god would speak to me little old me little old fireman rod and the god of the universe had something to say to me wow so i want to talk about the supernatural nature 2 Timothy 3 16, this is a famous scripture, it says every part of scripture, every one of the scrolls, every one of the 66 scrolls, Old Testament, New Testament, is God breathed. Now I'm not going to breathe because it, it looks like I'm trying to act out like God, but imagine God, you know, shh, breathing, is God breathed and useful one way or another. Now, here's, here's how we read the Bible. It's either showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes and training us to live God's way. Now, this is really important because some parts of the Old Testament example, for example, are about things that have nothing to do with us. It's Israel's history. And you think, well, what why is that in the Bible? And it says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, it says that that it's there for lessons. It's there to teach us. So not everything you read in the Bible is what we should do, but everything in the Bible is useful for us to learn and grow and say, aha, we're not gonna make that mistake, we're not gonna do that, and and and, and it's incredible. So through the word, we are put together and shaped for the tasks. God has given us let's look at hebrews 4 12 12a for the word of god is alive and active whoa it's alive it's a it's supernatural it's is there something supernatural on the earth yes it's called the word of god it's supernatural look at psalm 19 7 or 8 the law of the lord is perfect refreshing the soul come on refresh my soul lord refresh my soul the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy making wise the simple make me smart wise better for the job better for marriage better yeah the the precepts of the lord are right giving joy to the heart whoa he loves me he speaks to me whoa it's joy and the commands of the lord are radiant giving light to the eyes vision and dreams and purpose and 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 uh Living, living for the right things, living for understanding my life. Now I'm going to heaven when I die. Come on. The Word of God is supernatural. Now Now, here's one last scripture, 2 Peter 1.21. It says, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, this speaks to me that this book is a partnership between people, and this almighty God that says, I will watch over my word. So King David in, in the wilderness, 17 years old, writing some songs. And he's in the, in he's a shepherd with some sheep around. And I can imagine him saying, hey, sheep, have you got any requests? And uh, yes, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And he, he would sing to God and it was inspired. And then we get the book of Psalms. You know, the, these are real people. These are real people. And God just inspired them to write these 66 scrolls that we now call our bible so as i finish today i want to tell you about my story about journaling when i was a brand new christian i i'd got saved on the sunday night at a little church it was supernatural it was just god was touching me and i was a fireman and um i i went home that night and i was told to buy a little notebook and uh, and to start writing what what God said to me and and I'm so glad I was taught that we call it journaling or um Eugene Peterson who wrote the message translation calls it divine reading reading with a concept that God you've you've breathed into your word and as I open it I breathe in the supernatural the God of the universe wants to speak the God of the universe wants to, it's, super, it's supernatural. It's just supernatural. So as a brand new baby Christian, I, I read through and I was reading through the book of Isaiah actually. And, um, and and I knew there was some amazing things there, but I closed my Bible and um, uh, I went to work and I was actually punched in the face for being a, a Christian by a fireman. A, a guy who was selling drugs at the fire station didn't like me saying, hey, everybody, I've got Jesus. And Jesus is better than drugs. <laughs> he didn't like that because he was selling drugs. And so one day after I've been saved for three days, this bully, he was a bully, came out and he saw me alone on the the, the, the area where you wash the, the fire hoses. And he, he, he came up and he had a volleyball there and he just punched into my face as hard as he could and uh, punched through into my nose. And um, really, I was really hurt and shocked. And uh, my friend, Steve Davis, that I talked recently about, he was like, a, he was like a, a Rambo guy in the fire brigade. My friend saw me get hit. He saw it. He just walked out, saw me get hit. He walked up and grabbed the drug pusher by the collar. And he said to him, now remember, Steve's not a Christian at this stage. Okay, he, all right, everyone? He grabbed him and said, if you ever touch rod again, I'll kill you. Now, that's not me. That's Steve. All right. But the bully went, okay, Steve. Okay, Steve. Okay, Steve. Okay, Steve. And he backed away. And Steve said, you okay? I said, yeah, a bit shaken, but I'm okay. I went home. And and I was shaken. Three days of Christian, I got hit. Ma- imagine that. What? And, and so I've been reading the Bible and, and, and Isaiah and that. And, and I went through at, at night. I said, God, you've got to speak to me and bring me strength. And I opened my Bible and opened Isaiah, which I loved already. And Isaiah 7, 9. And it said, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And God supernaturally infused me with strength. And supernaturally, I felt I, I'm going to go back to the fire station and I won't be afraid of this guy. I was afraid, but I'm not going to be afraid. And and the Word of God became alive. And I, I went to sleep. It was about two in the morning. I went to sleep, woke up, went to my shift at um, whatever time it was. And uh, I knew I'd have to see that guy as I woke up. That scripture, Isaiah 7, 9, Isaiah 7, 9, Isaiah 7, 9 was in my heart. It was a supernatural. It was something I could trust. I could build my life upon. And I, I went back to the fire station, not wanting to confront him, but just wanting to live my life. And you know that guy never came near me again he never came near me wherever i was he wasn't <laughs> um i i guess maybe part of that was steve saying to him if you touch Rod again i'll kill you <laughs> maybe that's part of it or maybe it's partly because god put that word in my heart and i'm just not afraid of this guy anymore and he never came near me and that scripture i've used in many times i've been in danger in many countries in asia and god has put that scripture back in my heart right if you you don't stand firm in your faith you will not stand at all so stand firm stand strong son come on and the supernatural nature of god so i i've been journaling um for for so many years just a simple word and say god what would you say to me today? So as I finish today, I want to tell you God's Word is trustworthy and it is supernatural. It is something on the world in the world that is supernatural. It is so supernatural that people are against it, but Christians are for it. Amen. Come on, give God a big praise. God wants to speak to you today. And as we talk about this filled, I am filled. And when I read the Word, I get refilled, more filled, refilled, filled again, filled with strength. with strength for my job or for relationships or for forgiving someone or for revelation of a vision of dreams or purpose i'm i'm filled i'm filled i'm filled and i want to tell you some of you have a bible but you haven't been reading it and this is not to make you guilty but to say to you god wants to speak to you again today god is not angry but he's saying i've been waiting i've been wanting i've been wanting and as we say god would you speak to me again and i encourage you to read a book of the bible ephesians or mark or just get back into it and say god what would you say to me today read it and maybe take a note on your phone um if you've got a a phone you know a a note section of your phone or a, a notebook just something small something simple on the train we ask people you know on the train just open up and read and and say god I uh, thank you for speaking to me about my, my life. Come on, God is alive and He fills my life and He fills His Word and he's filling, he's filling His church around the world. I'm pretty excited because I love this message and it's how we've built Lifehouse Church. Thousands of people in our small groups. We've got 3,000 people different people in our small groups reading the bible sharing a little bit sharing the life of god just sharing something it's all it's so simple but it will change your life come on if you haven't been opening it just go back and find that book and uh or open up on on a you version or one of the versions in the bible of the bible say god what would you say to me today let's pray thank you lord that you're speaking to us lord that we would Uh, know your word is totally trustworthy we can we can live our lives upon it even when the world is trying to criticize it we we believe it's trustworthy and it's supernatural and I pray that we would open it again people would open the Bible again and if people have been opening there's going to be an excitement to be filled again filled with your word I pray for everyone listening even seekers would just start to read about Jesus and know how wonderful you are, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a big praise. And if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to count to three very quick, very quickly. You might be there and you say, well, I want to know this Jesus. I want to know this supernatural God. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Jesus died and rose again that you might be forgiven and have new life. You ready? Would you like to know Jesus or come back? One, two, three. Let's pray. Right now, Jesus, I pray you'd come into their life Forgive them, fill them with your love and grace, and they would follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, praise God. Praise God. We've got Connect Groups. We've got Alpha. You can can be part of reading God's Word. Come on, let's do something great for God. God bless you.